This is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast where it's always hot bro summer. Each week we bring you our deep, deep, deep into the subtext analysis of Raw, SmackDown, and premium live events. I am Jillian and I am here as always with the best co-host in America, Jazzy A slash Abigail. How are you doing, Abigail? I mean, just like feeling really loved and supported and ready to uh, go down this wild rabbit hole with you. How are you feeling about Hot Bro Summer? I agree. It's always Hot Bro Summer. Um, <laughs> the hot dog legs are slicked and ready for action. <laughs> it's it's grilling season. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we jump right in with SmackDown as per usual? Yes. Um. This SmackDown sort of starts out like other SmackDowns in that there is Bloodline content. However, it's not like actual Bloodline content per se. It's like an extremely long video package about, you know, in case you've been living under a rock and not watching wrestling for the last year, here's what's happening with the Bloodline, drama, drama, drama. And then we get to see Roman and Paul for like three seconds backstage with Kayla as they sort of look at her in disgust and walk off. And she's definitely like, why are men like this? Yeah. Why? I feel like most of them are like that once they talk to a wrestler. Absolutely. Or, or a man, you know. <laughs> uh, well, this leads right into the gauntlet match, which I think is fun. We like a gauntlet match. Yes. Uh, and this is going to determine who are the number one contenders to face KO and Sammy for the tag team titles. And we have, um, I wrote down all these abbreviations. So let's see if I can remember <laughs> all the abbreviations. We have the OC, we have Street Profits, we have Brawlin' Brutes, we have the LWO, we have, let me think, Pretty Deadly and Hit Row. Hit Row. Hit Row. And the match starts out with the Street Profits and the Brawlin' Brutes. Mm hmm. Okay, so like Street Profits are eliminated, which feels like bullshit to me, but I have a theory about this. Tell me your theory. Well, my theory at first was like, oh, um, right, this this match will happen at Money in the Bank, and so mm -hmm. they're going to have the British team win mm. so that, you know, to pander to the crowd like they like to do. It's so not like, a bad theory. Yeah, I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. And then the OC joins, and then they're eliminated. So theory continues to to build. <laughs> they get through everybody until pretty deadly. Yes. And at, at which point, your someday husband, Wade Barrett, tells Michael Cole, "Don't let your toxic masculinity seep out your pores." It's good advice. He's got some bad news. Toxic masculinity is everywhere, and it's not the fault of the individual man. It's <laughs> true. I just love how much. I love how much Wade loves Pretty Deadly. He feels about. Actually, no, I was going to say he feels the way about Pretty Deadly that I feel about Cody Rhodes, but that's not accurate because no. my feelings for Cody are pure and can be spoken of in public <laughs> not that he doesn't speak of his feelings in public but he should stop wade's feelings sound a little sweatier mm -hmm, like grunty oh, good. 
Not good. So Pretty Deadly ends up winning. So like they're English. So I guess, I mean, I had picked the wrong English team. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess half English team since Seamus is Irish. But um, I think... I think it's also Wade who declares it's going to be a yes boy summer. <laughs> he is way too excited going into money in the bank. And I mean, it's only June 20th, 21st. So holy crap. It's There's right a around lot the corner. I mean, to right be fair, like we have what? One more raw and one more SmackDown. Mm -hmm. But then so we next... do have. Oh, go ahead. But then we do have the rest of Yes Boy Summer to get through. <laughs> and Hot Bro Summer to get through. <laughs> it's just a lot hot of bro competing. Hot Bro Yes Boy Summer. Um, so next time, next show, we'll have to do our predictions. Very excited about that. Our always spot on never wrong predictions. It's almost like we have a fifth sense. Like we have ESPN or something. Our predictions are as accurate as Scarlet's tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Although this week, I know this week her readings improve. Not to get too far ahead, they really did, mm -hmm. which was exciting because they've been in the dumpster for a while. <laughs> um, so at the end of this match, Sammy and Ko come out to see you know who their who their adversaries will be, um, and of course Sammy gets Ko all angrified which is really interesting given what happens later yeah like sammy is selectively using ko's anger to his benefit i mean let us not forget that sammy spent a long time hanging out with the world's most manipulative <laughs> heel so he's <laughs> got some true. tactics in his back pocket that's a very good point it's like he just doesn't even know he's doing it now mm -hmm. So then they go to beat up Pretty Deadly, and I think Pretty Deadly runs away, scampers off. Yeah, they, like, K.O. wants to punch their stupid faces, and Sammy thinks that he should, but, like, they don't want that. Do you think if they weren't an English team, they would be having this championship match so soon after coming to the big show? Not I the wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> I think it would be great if to get a championship match, you had to like petition the big show. <laughs> It'd be amazing. I miss like, him. Like go to his house, bring him a casserole and like let him tell you wrestling stories. And then afterwards he'd decide if you got it or not. I would love to hang out with the big show. I bet he's a lot of fun. He seems like a nice guy. I know. I don't know because I could be remembering this wrong, but I think they were longtime tag team champions in NXT. Okay. And they have been in this storyline, right? Like they've been, as much as I like to criticize creative, they have been circling around these characters for a while. They've been involved. So it, it makes a certain amount of sense. And when I look at these other teams, like, did I think it would be the OC? No. Did I think mm -mm. that it would be LWO? No, as much as that makes me sad. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Top Dollar did have an amazing showing in this match, but <laughs> I didn't really think Hit Row would get it done. So it makes sense. And I'm also like, wow, bumping to the front of the line. Yeah. I, I mean, I think again, we have to ask the question what are they doing with Hit Row? Mm. It's just mm. like, come on, guys. You're just, they're just, they're, they're a punchline now. Yes. It's, 
I think at some point it's like you either have to forgive Top Dollar for being who he is and who he has been since you signed him, or you have to let him go. Yeah. Let him go. I want them to let him go, but. I feel like he's also, though, the only one that gets any screen time, really. Yeah, and I, I feel like because it's normally setting up to humiliate him, like, that's a very strange choice. It really is. I kind of, like, I keep seeing these articles like, oh, cuts are coming, cuts are coming any day now. And I'm like, oh, Hit Row is absolutely going to be gone when that happens. Ooh. Much to your chagrin. I know. Hit Row. Okay. Got to get it one, get one more in just in case. Keep it alive. <laughs> uh, after this match, we see the bloodline backstage. We see the bloodline backstage about 17 different times during SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So buckle up. Um Roman is asking slash ordering about talking to Jay. No one's talked to Jay. Nobody knows what Jay's up to. And it's making Roman antsy because, you know, he likes to have his little ducks in a row. He does. His twins in order. Yeah. So we kind of leave them hanging. I think, doesn't he order Jimmy to go look for him? So he said that Jay should reach out to him. Because yeah. Heyman is like freaking out and he's like, have you spoken to Jay? And he's like, who's the tribal chief? I'm the tribal chief. When Jay is the tribal chief, yeah. people will reach out to him. But that's not what's happening right now, bitches. Yeah. It was very snotty. He's so petty. Did you notice that he now has three belts? Yeah. Like I he just... kept the other two. <sighs> yes. I thought the whole point of this was not to keep the other two. I think he uh, dances to the beat of his own drum. <sighs> I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, after this, we see a match between Eosky and Zelina Vega. And um, I think the interesting thing about this match is really the consequences of probably what's going to follow after this match right like bailey yes. tries to interfere to help eo but ends up losing the match for her mm-hmm. and we've been saying like cracks and damage control we're gonna see them falling apart and you know i mean i think with dakota kai being sort of injured indefinitely i don't know i don't i haven't heard right. anything about when she might come back i feel like they're gonna if it was in the works before for them to break up, it's definitely going to be, I think, expedited. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's pretty clear they're accelerating it. And I ultimately, I think it's a good thing. Like, yeah, where do you where do you come back from that? And now they're kind of on this, like, what do you call a slow burn? But they're falling out of love. You know, there's not a lot of reunification yeah. opportunities out of that. So I think it's time. Slow fizzle. Slow fizzle. I love that. Uh, and a little bit later on, we'll see some of the consequences of of mm-hmm. Bailey's actions. Come around to bite her in the booty. Did you notice that during this match that Wade Barrett is not just very into Pretty Deadly, he's also very into damage control? I didn't notice. He called Michael Cole a gutter-dwelling tabloid journalist. Wow. In defense of our friend's damage control. Wow. He's burning his bridges for love. I 
he has a varied um palette of tastes that he enjoys yeah that's why ultimately we're gonna work out i think he likes like maybe he just likes really grumpy people that's another reason we're gonna work out because he loves la night la night's grumpy Mm -hmm. pretty deadly i don't know if they're grumpy but they're kind of they're snarky they're snarky bailey super snarky and grumpy Mm -hmm. you never know Mm-hmm. He's like the Lord. He loves them all. <laughs> um. So between Bailey's match or uh, EO's match and what happens after, we see Bianca backstage talking to Adam Pierce. Um. And of course, she's super pissed off because she didn't get her rematch that he promised her she would get, and she rightfully you know, pissed off. Rightfully pissed off, right? Because she followed the rules. Mm-hmm. I mean, she says, like, she did everything right, and she still got screwed. Like, how is that? That's not for the greater justice, Adam Pierce, you spineless bastard. That's the American way. That is the American way. But, I mean, you would like to think that in a grand and fantastical narrative that we can move beyond that. But no, no, we can't. <laughs> no. no. So now Bianca has thrown down the gauntlet. She's going to get a rematch however she can. Mm-hmm. So I am very interested in this. I wonder if... What if she like takes somebody out from the money in the bank match and like takes their place somehow? I would love that. That would be exciting. I support her in whatever she needs to do. I, I know I do too. I'm like, you get it, Bianca. Mm-hmm. Pro you Bianca. Deserve all the championships. Absolutely. She was the raw one. Was she ever SmackDown champion? Mm, that's a great question. I don't remember the answer to. I'm sorry. I'm a really bad podcast host. No, it's okay. I don't think she was. I'm just thinking it'd be kind of fun if she's somehow like, well, she's on SmackDown now, right? Yes. Right? So she could just become the SmackDown. No, take on Rhea. She'll get a championship that way. I don't know who is on any show anymore because it just, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They say it matters, but it doesn't matter. It's horseshit. Nobody's wearing a visitor pass anymore. I don't understand what's happening most of the time. Mm-mm chaos so after bianca we revisit bailey and eo backstage and shotzi has joined them at this point and shotzi is like bailey i'm gonna fight you for your money in the bank spot which apparently you can just declare these things now like i didn't know it they were up for grabs i feel like that would be so awesome if they were up for grabs like mm-hmm. men and women you you win your spots but you have to like to hold on to that spot and defend it up until the match i think that would be really fun I think that would add a really interesting dimension and build some tension working up to the pay-per-view when you've got a longer lead up. That's a great idea. Dear dad, listen up. This is a good one. This (laughs) This is not our usual bullshit. This is good stuff. Um, But we do want a finder's fee or idea rights. I don't know what you call them, but we want some money, dad. We want some money. We also want our usual bullshit. Yes. We want it all. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, so EO delightfully accepts the match on behalf of Bailey, which I love because Bailey absolutely deserves it. Yeah, she's been a jerk. She has it coming. Do you think Shotzi will win? No, because I mean, (laughs) when Shotzi was like, you cost me my shot and Bailey was like, who cares? I was like, honestly, I agree with Bailey. Who cares? Um, are you sure she didn't say, you cost me my Shotzi? 
let's solve this with a game of Yahtzee. Oh, let's mm. hope no one's a Nazi. I mean, we always hope that every day. <laughs> <sighs> um, so that'll be fun. I mean, poor Shotzi, right? She, yeah, <laughs> poor Shotzi. She's a tough place. Tough place. I feel like she's not as bad off as Natalia at this point, but poor Shotzi. I don't think anyone is as bad off as Natalia at this point. It's Dana rough. Brooke. Dana Brooke Ooh. is worse off than Natalia. Yeah. And maybe Lacey Evans, because on top of being garbage, she's like a bad person. So like objectively, she's worse off. And it looks like her 453rd rebranding has now gone awry. And we're going to go back to the drawing board. Have you have we we haven't seen her since, right? We haven't seen her or her stupid little cobra hat since. (laughs) So bizarre, which is fine by me. I just wonder who is approving these ideas. It's dad. He gets in his cups late at night. He's got a bottle of Arbor Mist and he's watching the Lifetime Network and thinks with his heart. It's like, I got to give that girl a shot. Mm-hmm. She's nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After this, we have the Grayson Waller effect. Does this man wrestle? Is he injured? Is this why he's just like only hosting shows now? Like, what the fuck is this? I have no idea. Like, I remember liking him in NXT, and I'm just like, what are you guys, what are you guys doing? And it's always weird. He had that whole, like, epic match with Johnny Gargano on NXT, right? Yeah. That, like, that was cool. It's like, was super why good. is, maybe he was injured, and now he's just, like, gonna do his talk show thing. I don't know, but Charlotte was his guest. Yes, yeah, she and was. And oh my, Charlotte. Oh my. I thought she was going to fall over in those shoes. She looked so unsteady. Okay. So we have to talk about the shoes. Clear plastic heels. Yeah. And they were like the heels that were like wider on the very bottom, like a little miniature platform for them to like a, a lectern. <laughs> yes. They looked like the heels that strippers wear with the slots so you can put money in them whoa those exist those exist that's so cool how much money can you fit in one of those i don't know let me think back to my days on the pole <laughs> no i have no idea because any like days on the pole <laughs> if someone puts coins in there they just get weighed down that'd be so rude yeah i don't i guess that that is how you like trap a stripper as you fill her shoes with nickels <laughs> or something but so terrible no i don't why... i just like as I say, this is why I'm glad they're unionizing. Anyway, continue. yes, absolutely. Uh, the shoes were bad. The look was a hundred percent drag, and I'm like, this is a very weird way to enjoy Pride Month. I don't know what's happening. I wrote down, I can't do the age of bodysuits. Like no. Bianca comes out in a bodysuit. Everybody's wearing a goddamn bodysuit. I'm like, why are we all bodysuiting? Like, I understand that you like to wear them, and of you know, it's just like. What happened to two-piece outfits? <laughs> Bianca looked cuter. I'm going to give her that. Yeah. Um, but she also was wearing clear plastic shoes. Yeah. I guess that's a trend, maybe. I hate it. I don't know. I do love how much she owned Charlotte, though. Yeah, like, we keep talking about, is this Bianca's time for a heel turn? Well, I have to be honest, based on the crowd reaction, uh, no, I don't think it is. Everybody loves her still. 
And I, I think part of that is because it's Charlotte, right? Like the minute Charlotte starts talking, it's heel town. Yeah, like even when she's not trying to be a heel, <laughs> she just kind of like because she's very confident, right? And like yes, that always tips over a little into arrogance. And the arrogance part is when they're like, oh, oh, there's the heel. It's never mm-hmm. like, it's never like Cody levels of facedom. Nobody can I think, do that though. No, some people can really do that believably, and other people are Charlotte, and almost everything they say comes out like it's just with a little cocky edge to it. I mean, I love yeah. that about her, but she made the line. Don't forget it. I will never, ever forget that she, like so many white women, believe they made the line. <laughs> oh, Charlotte. Anything else you'd like to say about this strange segment? I did like that Bianca was like, you're the lady Brock Lesnar with your little vacation. <laughs> Call She's... the part-timers out. She sassed her out the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Charlotte, but call her yeah. out. <laughs> I have to wonder what these like sweet deals are that like some of these wrestlers just get to like swan in and out whenever they want, like Roman. I know. Charlotte, Brock Lesnar, whatever. How do you get that in the corporate world? Because I'm very interested. Oh, seriously. Very interested. Well, once again, after this, there's more bloodline content. Shocker. Um, Paul and Jay are backstage. Mm -hmm. And Paul, as per usual, is trying to weave his little magic by blaming Jimmy, saying that Jimmy super kicked Jay on purpose. Lies. Um. And Jay, or, you know, Jay, to his credit, obviously really doesn't believe him. Yes. He's like, sorry, Paul, you're still not going to be in the bloodline. (laughs) Eat it, Paul. I love that so much. I have a real important question for you coming out of this segment. Okay. Why have we never called him Bay Uso? Bay Uso? Oh, I don't know. Right? Why have we never called him Joshua? (laughs) I mean, because we just learned about Joshua last week, but he's always been Bay. Is his name really Joshua? I mean, I, I that's what Wikipedia says. Wow. When he yeah. said that, I was like, Joshua. Who the Bay fuck Uso is would Joshua? be great. Yeah. I wish we had yeah. like a cute name for Jimmy. Junior Bay Uso? <laughs> Prom King Bay Uso? Prom Prince. Prom Prince. I love that he was both prom prince and prom king. That's pretty great. Yeah, I like. Did that just come out wrong? Because I've never in my life heard of a fucking prom prince ever. I mean, like, I feel like I remember there being like the prom king and queen, and then there being like two lesser popular kids who still got smaller crowns. There was court. Yeah. So maybe like some bigger schools have more elaborate courts. Maybe. I don't know. Unless it was referring to like Prince at the prom, which would be pretty great. He was pretty dressed great. up like Prince for the prom. Hella respect that. <laughs> um, so yeah, again, we'll see this unfold a little bit more later. Mm. Up next, excitingly, we get to see Meechan and Alan Jackson styles. Versus Carrie and Cross and our favorite 
Spooky tarot card wielder, Scarlet. Um, her look was a lot this week, and I absolutely loved it. It was like they told her she couldn't come out in the little gold underpants anymore. And she was like, oh, no problem. No problem. Those tights are so weird. I like I was so weirded out by them. It's like I will resolve that with some chains on my ass. Well, and she like Suck the tights it. that she wore were like exactly the color of her skin. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't sheer. They were the color of her skin. So her just butt looked like this weird shape. It was so strange. I was so confused when I saw them. She is perpetually doing the most and I love it. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Like she's great. I, I wanna like be in her head when she's making outfit decisions. Like I just yes. have so many questions. Like she comes out of the bathroom in their hotel and she's like, What do you think? And he's like, I don't understand anything you do, but I fucking love you, babe. You know. You their know, love he is needs real. It. Their love is gorgeous. And then he carries her around like a toddler. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Carrion has childbearing hips. You could say he's carrying her. Uh, mm. So as we alluded to earlier, Scarlet's tarot game has become slightly more accurate because yes! they end up winning this match. Good for you, girl. I am so proud of you that you finally read the cards right. It was a one card spread, which I'm sure is challenging. <laughs> you did it. I think it's really exciting that they finally fucking won something because I feel like Carrion has just been losing and losing and losing. And yes. I'm like, what are we doing here? Are we burying him? Because I like Carrion and Scarlet. They're weird. Yeah, I want more for them. And I I would yeah. like to see him feud with AJ for a while. Like, let's do some feuding. I know. What did you think about um, when like Scarlet tries to do some mojo on AJ? And he says, I'm married, bitch. Oh my God, he said that? He did. He did. Now, I don't, I do not think she was actually trying to do sexual mojo on him. I think she actually just wanted to know what shampoo and conditioner he uses. Probably. I mean, he has the silkiest, shiniest hair. Glorious strands. Yes. Dear Dad, can you please find out about Alan Jackson Styles' hair routine? Would really like to know. Would exchange that information for one fewer ask per month. <laughs> but it's going to be one of the little ones. Yeah. And we won't actually tell you the number of asks we're going to have. So we don't actually have to change it. We'll just subtract one and you can trust us. Yeah. But we're not going to tell dad that. Erase that part. Don't tell dad that. <laughs> dad, if you're listening, JK, JK, JK. Not really. Um, anything else about this match? I really think that AJ and Meechin have perfected their tag team entrance. It's Isn't great. It most, mostly just him. Well, like they come out and she's like in front of him and she goes down and does her like crouchy thing that she does. Mm-hmm. And then he's behind her doing his like little <laughs> wiggly dance that he does. His it looks like they were always meant to fit together. Ooh, I think it's I great. Guess I need to pay better attention. Yes, you you gotta watch the entrances. That's where the magic. I'm sorry, <laughs> you will be. I was busy taking notes for Dad. <sighs> well, surprise, surprise! After this, we see the bloodline again. <laughs> Could not have guessed. Not at all. 
Oh man. Um well we find out that Jay isn't coming. He's that's feeling too oozy. That's the line. And Solo wants to murder his own brother. Yeah, Solo is really in a dark place with this. That is the update. I don't know why Solo is so mad, but Maybe I think it's Sol- because he's a little brother and this way he gets a little more attention. Right? Now he's not in the twin shadow anymore. Yeah. He can be Roman's top guy. I mean, to be fair, Solo has always been the top guy because the twins are a disaster. But <laughs> so moment. I was curious about the age difference between the twins and Roman. Do you have any predictions about that? I know what it is. Oh, okay. They're Sorry, the same age. There, there's a year between them. Oh, what I saw said they were both born in 85, like two months apart. Three months apart. That, I mean, what's the difference, right? Like, there is no difference. It's hilarious. I thought Roman was so much older. <laughs> and apparently he does, too, because, like, when I retire from tribal chiefing, it's like, bitch, when you retire, they will also be collecting Social Security. I know. It's so funny. So dumb. <laughs> um. Well, let's move on from... um. What uh, fratricide? Is that how? Fratricide, yeah. No, that's killing your dad. No, that's patricide. No, that's patricide. You're right. It's fratricide. Fratricide. It just sounds really weird. Um, and let's see something nice. We see Rey Mysterio introducing Santos. I thought this was really nice. It was nice. He's he's very proud of Santos, which I get because Santos is kind of wonderful. Santos is fighting for Rey, for his people. For Latinos, mm-hmm. for his family. Mm-hmm. Blossom. I think that's nice. He's great. Los Angeles Knight, however, <laughs> doesn't give doesn't a single give, shit. He doesn't give a <laughs> fuck about La Raza. <laughs> oh, and he doesn't give a fuck about Ray either, because I mean, he just yeets him out of the way. It's like he's small <laughs> and he's old. Why don't you think about someone other than yourself for once? So I don't know if you noticed this or if I. I feel like Los Angeles was crop topping more than usual. Like it felt like it was a little shorter than usual. Like a little, he was following the Jay Uso school of fashion on this one. Well, I think Jay is a trailblazer. And I also think that he has taken to heart that it's hot bro summer. Yeah. And hot bro is not quantifiable. It's a state of mind. If he feels like a hot bro, he's a hot bro. What I think is interesting about Los Angeles is like, he's so over, like everybody loves him. They come out, they're excited to see him. Like, what are they doing with him? Nothing. If he doesn't win the money in the bank, people are going to just shit their pants. It's going to be Cody at WrestleMania all over again. Like, I, I just don't understand. Like they cannot be ignoring this or they can't be, they can't be missing this, right? That he's this popular. Well, I mean, to be fair, like in the lead up to Money in the Bank, what can they do with him other than support the Money in the Bank match? Yeah, I'm just, I mean, mean? I I guess I'm speaking just generally. I'm hoping that he does, you know, I hope he wins. I think that would be fun. I hope he wins for a couple of reasons. One, because I think the guy's great. I really like Los Angeles Knight. He always entertains me. But two, because I really wanted Damian Priest to win. I really wanted this to be his time. But I think we've seen in the past when WWE decides it's someone's time and then the fans kind of fall in behind someone else, it always goes really 
poorly for the person who was the elect of the WWE. Mm -hmm. It's like when everyone hated Roman Reigns for winning the Royal Rumble because they wanted Daniel Bryan to win and he didn't even eliminate the guy. Yeah. But it was like his fault afterwards. I'm like, don't do that to Damian Priest. Just give him a different opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea how that match is going to go. I mean, it's it's got to be Los Angeles all the way. It's got to be. I don't know that it will be, though. It's got to. Well, I have a fear, which may be aligned with your own fears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, after this, we reach peak bloodline content for the evening. I mean, I don't um, even care about this. I don't even care. Uh, you might not care, but I care very much about this. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to so talk much. about it, even though I you've given up. so much. <laughs> so we see this moment, which, again, I was watching with my mouth hanging open, and I was like, flappy hands. Yeah. You see Jay just kind of walking backstage, and all of a sudden he pauses, and sitting there is Sammy Zayn. Just, just sitting there, just, you know. Chilling giving him an encouraging nod and a smile mm -hmm. just walking on by i mean this is the moment where if there had been a third person sammy would have said take good care of her i'll always love her absolutely um that was the i'm proud of you look mm -hmm. uh it was it was a lot it was a lot of feelings i hope this never ends i know there are some like secondary connections happening in wrestling right now that I never want to end. I want them to be like through lines. One of them is Jay and Sammy. The mm -hmm. other is something we'll talk about later. The Ooh. like returning friendship between KO, Sammy and Cody. Oh yeah. I just like, I want these things to go on forever. They don't have to be like the focus of anything. Like just bring them back and delight me once in a while. They're just the focus of your stuff, you know? Like Yeah. They're my thing. Trot them out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jay just kind of does his thing and keeps walking because it's Jay. Yeah, he like makes Jay. that grumpy face when he's confused. Mm -hmm. He's feeling too much. He needs to <laughs> GTFO. So Roman makes his big entrance. Excuse me, Roman makes his big entrance. Jay interrupts. And drama. The drama ratchets up because he gives roman an ultimatum mm-hmm it's a big one. it's a big ultimatum it's me or paul roman yeah. it's me or paul me or paul how does roman respond to that poorly <laughs> poorly i, I got think. us to the promised land mm-hmm i mean jacef <laughs> oh that's terrible <laughs> Oh no, Jason. <laughs> it's tough, right? Because like, first of all, it's tough to do anything laugh. with Jason hanging between us. Well, I forgot that it was Joshua, but Jason is what came into my head. This has been Wrestling is for Girls, a podcast destroyed by Jason. Joshua? next week. Oh God. Maybe it's Joshua and Jason now. Anyway, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Um, I mean, like, okay, is Roman wrong? 
he's a little wrong, right? Because I mean, he certainly, he's a little wrong. He didn't get them anywhere by himself, right. but under his leadership, they have certainly attained great things. Right. Paul Heyman has certainly been part of that. I mean, this is the problem with Roman. There's always like this little kernel that he builds his bullshit around. And I think, you know, Roman says this thing that all of us in our careers who are expecting to be promoted have heard from our bosses, you're meant to lead. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Just not, not yet. Mm -hmm. That one, that one hurts. It doesn't feel good. And I, you know, I think it's supposed to motivate you, but all it does is motivate you to look for another job, which <laughs> spoilers, Jason does seem pretty motivated to do later in the segment. <laughs> I can't stop laughing about Jason. Oh my God. Oh, um, so again, the narrative that Jimmy is the problem comes out, right? Like yes. this is all Jimmy's fault. Jimmy's the bad guy still trying to drive that wedge between twins twins and jimmy appears he being does. a bad ass motherfucker jimmy is out of f's to give jimmy is done jimmy is not gonna lie to anybody to save their feelings anymore jimmy is here for jimmy and it's about time i love it so much she's like jacef the problem is our cousin it's not me it's not me it's not you this Did guy. you notice, though, that this speech that Jimmy gives is basically the exact same fucking speech that Sammy had given Jay at some point? Like, truly, I like, know. he's using you, you know, like, all this mm -hmm. stuff. And I was like, um, Jay's already heard this. Copyright Samuel Zane, 2023. There was a great sign in the crowd. Yeah. That said, stay with Jimmy. <laughs> Did you see it? I didn't, but that's oh, wonderful. It was wonderful. It was great. Did you um did you notice when Roman said what is now my favorite thing of all time? Um I think I know what you're going to say cuz it's the next thing I have written down. But go ahead. Do you want do you want to say it? No, you you say, you say it. You can't be a tribal chief <laughs> and a twin at the same time. <laughs> I wrote down LOL for days. I died. Oh my God. I lived again. <laughs> I laughed so long I, and loud. I mean, I guess he's right. You can't be a twin and a tribal chief. They're, they're discreet positions. I cackled. So good. So dumb. Then we find out that uh, Jacef's name is actually Joshua, which is kind of mm -hmm. a mind blower for me. I don't know it's why. A weird moment. And then there's this huge moment of tension, right? Because Jay is telling his story about how all the bad shit Jimmy did. He didn't have faith in him. He didn't believe in him. He didn't think he should be the right hand man. He didn't want him to be the right hand man, which like, I don't want to, I don't want to be anti Jacef here, but like, yeah, dude, you're a mess. You shouldn't be anyone's right. You should be in intensive therapy. And I say that as someone who should be in intensive therapy, we're not ready for that. Okay. He's right about you. You're meant to lead, Jason. Just not yet. Just not yet. Not here under these circumstances. So Jay declares Jimmy out. Yeah. Big moment. And then he's out too. Bam! Super kick to Roman's face. I love that in the most Jay move ever, he got really upset and then threw himself out of the bloodline. Yeah. Dude. That's how it had to go, right? 
Yep. I loved this so much when this chaos ensued because it was just like Solo tried to help and they kicked Solo's ass and then they both super kicked Roman and Roman's just freaking the fuck out and Michael Cole it. declares the bloodline dead, basically. It was just like so dramatic. I loved it. It was big emotions. It was big betrayal big like finding yourself moment it was just big everything it was mm -hmm. everything i dreamed of it really was i can't wait to see what they do next i am so ready for the bloodline civil war i am so ready well the interesting the interesting thing about that was like they didn't announce it on smackdown and then like but like the next day i think i was on i don't know instagram or something and i saw the like you know, the mock-up image of it. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, all of a sudden, they've declared a match is happening. I mean, it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Time stops for no bloodline. I guess not. And the bloodline also stops for no bloodline. It's just a lot. Is there anything else you want to talk about regarding SmackDown? I don't think so. Just that this was, it was great. 10 of 10. Excellent closer. Would you say there were a lot of raw feelings? I would say there were a lot of raw feelings and that no one was afraid to, at the end of the day, get raw. Get raw. Well, let's also get raw and talk about Monday Night Raw. Let's do it. <laughs> so raw um, doesn't start out with bloodline content. We see Seth Rollins coming on out, the people's champ. Mm -hmm. um, and is immediately attacked by Finn Balor. In a little neckerchief. I know. He was brutal. This was brutal. This was the Finn I've been wanting to see. This was the Finn Seth's been wanting to see. I know. He's been so apathetic for so long, right? It's just been like, meh, but now he's like pissed and I love it. It's great to see him being a vicious asshole. More of this, please. Yeah, I'd rather have pissed off heel Finn than like apathetic heel Finn. Mm -hmm. Goofy doesn't work for him. Mm -mm. Disinterested doesn't work for him. He's got to be passionate about something. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping for the demon to return at some point. Because I always love that. But yes, would not say no to that. I thought Seth did a great job with his in insanely dramatic coughing when he was yes. like on the ground. I'm like, Seth, you're going to make yourself barf doing that, buddy. Look, Finn gave him tuberculosis. It was a targeted and kind of old-fashioned attack but a brilliant one seth has like a little white little handkerchief that you can see a blood <laughs> a red blood spot on <gasps> oh my god he's got it like a victorian heroine he's gonna keep getting prettier and prettier mm -hmm. until he dies <laughs> also like i was gonna make a tombstone doc holiday doc mm. holiday kept getting prettier he is absolutely finn's huckleberry mm -hmm. i love you doc so this drama happens for a while, right? They break it up. There's commercial. You come back. You see Seth kind of limping along backstage. And Finn attacks him again. <laughs> Mercilessly. I find these so funny where it's just like all these random attacks out of nowhere. I don't know why yes. I find it so amusing, but it really amuses me. I mean, it just kept coming. It was nuts. So stuff. Seth is whisked away. <laughs> to a local medical facility, although they never say that. 
maybe assume that Adam Pierce just like put him in his office for safety. Well, later we do see him, and it does look mm. like he is actually at a local medical facility because there's like on the wall behind him there's like those little disposable cone things they put on the end yes. of a light to look in someone's ear i'm like maybe they have those in the training office i don't know they took him to an ear nose and throat doctor because of the coughing it was the only thing that was open <laughs> 24 hour ent <laughs> turns out his sinuses are effed but the rest of him is fine um so after this well do you want to talk about this at all with finn i mean we feel like this is a good thing that's starting i think it's a good thing that's starting and i mean we're going to come back to this again so you know i'm ready okay. to move on if you are well so the miz opens a challenge to anyone in cleveland because he was going to accept seth's open challenge which we know yes. is total bullshit. um and who comes out the long-awaited return of tomaso champa Tommaso, not very pleased that The Miz did not check in, did not <laughs> Facebook message, did not WhatsApp, did not text, did not email. Did not carry your pigeon. No FaceTime. I mean, I would be upset too. Right. I'd be pretty hurt. You're supposed to be somebody's protege. And then they're like, oh, whatever. I also find it so fucking weird that Champa was Mrs. Protege. I know. All the things that never made any sense to me, that is high on like, the list. What? That's it's I could see it being like Austin Theory was Mrs. Protege, right? Because he's younger, he hasn't been around much, but Tommaso fucking champ <laughs> so weird. And I feel like Austin Theory would vibe with the way that the Miz is. Yeah. Tommaso Champa vibes with no man save for one, and that man is Jonathan Gargano. Yeah. And they only vibe about 50% of the time. The rest of the time, they're trying to kill each other. So, you know. Maybe something fun will come about with that. Because I haven't seen... It better. I haven't seen Tommaso wrestle a ton. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, I know he's great. I just want to... I always want to see Johnny. If they don't bring DIY back, I'm going to flip my shit. What's DIY? Does their tag team. Oh. Mm -hmm. Doesn't stand for like... Brothers. Didn't stand for like... Dave Ignatius and Yank. It did not, but that's a really good guess. And I <laughs> okay. can see why you would have gone in that direction. Yeah, sometimes like they'll make a it's like in sync, right? They made that out of a an acronym of people's names. So Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I don't know how I knew that, but who was the why? Uh let's see. Joey. Oh, so it didn't have to be your first letter. No, I think they just like figured out that it worked. I'm not sure. Good to know. Thank you. Enough about NSYNC. Let's talk Judgment Day. <laughs> Basically the same thing. Boy bands are boy bands. I was going to say my other favorite boy band, the Judgment Day. Um, so Finn, they're all backstage and Finn basically says he's going to murder Seth because his fans are going to be singing a song at his funeral that's the level of threat i have been waiting for from you mr balor i feel like it's not real it's not real vitriol until it's like a like a literal death threat like you're going to be dead mm -hmm. after we wrestle yeah i i need these guys to come out and be like i've never hated anyone like i hate you yeah that's the standard during this little segment one of my favorite things happens, right? Like every single time Dom tries to open his mouth, 
the fan noise gets like 30% louder. It's amazing. Like every time it's got to feel so good because he has got the heat. Yes. Like dude is exceptional healing personified. Like he's doing a great job. He really is. And so he challenges Cody to a three-way match. Mm -hmm. I just wrote down the challenge him to a three-way, but that's like a different situation. I don't know that you very different situation. I don't know that usually challenge people to it either. I mean, I could see a situation like if you're if you're the man you say you are, meet me at midnight with your two best friends. I mean, that's that's a fan fiction scenario for sure. Mm-hmm. Heads tops, tails bottoms. So we so we know. Um, I mean, obviously, this is going to turn into a match, right? At this point, we yes. totally know this, but tis a mystery who Cody will wrestle with. A big mystery. No. A delightful mystery. I know. It's really fun. Uh speaking of the mysterious people who might be in the running to be Cody's wrestling partners, we see Sammy and KO backstage with Byron. Mm-hmm. And Byron asks about the bloodline and KO is up have had it up to here with the bloodline. I mean, can you blame him at this point? Can you blame him for being sick of this? So much of what happens in this sequence is like my favorite shit because like Sammy saying we need to talk and KO just saying it's just me, you and Byron. What's up? What's up? I just so love good shit so much. I love KO's like meta commentary or meta whatever about wrestling. It just delights the shit out of me. His delivery is always flawless. He's just he's amazing. KO, you have an anger problem. It's a rageaholic. Except when I need you to have an anger issue. Otherwise, it's a problem. That's different. Those are different situations. So they set up a deal. Right? No more mm-hmm. tantrums. Sam- <laughs> KO asks Sammy if he'll shut up forever. <laughs> um, when, no. when you've been with someone for 20 years sometimes you look at them and say if i do this will you shut up forever that's just yeah that's the way it is i like that sammy says no though i'm gonna shut up forever no get out of here so this is a delightful setup right because you know i mean it's very early on in raw there's no way ko is going to be able to keep it together oh my gosh absolutely not he's not cut out for this (laughs) um i i don't know i could just watch these two for the rest of my life everything they do is delightful to me i saw a really oh so the wwe posted like a happy father's day thing on instagram yeah did you see that post and there's a picture of ko with his kids yeah and his son is copy and paste yes it is crazy it's like oh that's ko is like a young adolescent Mm-hmm. it was bonkers yeah that was a really cute post that was super cute we like good dads we um, do here's to good dads so after this we see um speaking of good dads just kidding there's no dads involved in this sonia and chelsea versus katana chance and Caden carter the tiniest tiny powerhouses i have to say that i loved the weird like social media interlude they did where every other clip was Chelsea on TikTok being like a horrific person. I thought it was really funny. Do you know what bothered me about it though? 
Oh, what? Why didn't they just make TikToks instead of like the weird fake TikToks? Oh, right. Yeah. That's Why true. not just take her to a local coffee shop and be like, we'll tip the barista $200 if she can throw this latte in her face? Yeah. Just make a TikTok. You guys yeah. know about it was clever. I just I wanted it to be real TikToks. Yeah, that's fair. I hadn't thought about that. I did like that. She's just such a complete fucking lunatic, though. She is the Karenest Karen, whoever Karened. So did this turn out how you thought it would? You know, it did. Um, I feel like Caden and Katana are on the way up. Mm-hmm. I do, too. And I'm not sad about that. Like, I really enjoy them. I actually wish this match had been longer because it was really good. And I just want to see these four go at it, you know? Yeah. I'm sure we're going to see Katana and Caden against Rhonda and Shayna mm-hmm. soonish. And I am all right with that. I hope they beat the shit out of them. And by yes. they, I mean the two Ks. They had such a good showing against them the first time. Yes, that was great. I loved that. They are just, they are both really talented. Mm -hmm. And I think they really exemplified how you get a great match out of someone who's maybe not the greatest. Are you talking about Ronda Rousey? I could be talking about Ronda Rousey. Why do you think I'm talking about Ronda Rousey? What did I say that made you think that? Not the greatest. Yes, I'm talking about Ronda Rousey because I hate her. (laughs) This was a good little match, though. Um, Absolutely. Very solid. I also like Sonya and Chelsea as a, as a tag team now. I feel like yes. they're really kind of gelling. So that's really fun. And um, they got their outfits on the same page, finally. Yeah. They're good twinsies. work, ladies. Good they're work. They're twinning, but they're also maintaining their own identity mm-hmm. in their outfits, which I like. That is the key to a tag team look. Coordination. Coordination. Whose music do they come out to? That's their, like, tag team music, I think. Oh, it is? Okay. Like, you know how Matt and Jeff never had distinct music until Matt was V1? I didn't notice that. Like, so when Matt was Matt Hardy V1, he did have his own music. It was by Monster Magnet. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that band name in a really long time. I know. I know. But, like, before that, they only ever had the shared music. Is that the one that's a <laughs> There's a really cute clip. I think it was in the Hardy Boys DVD they put out a hundred years ago, where Edge is like talking about being in the ring and hearing their music and how he really likes it and he kind of like sings it. And I'm like, you're so cute. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. God damn it. All right. Well, after this, there's a kind of a weird segment that happens that I wanted to ask you about because I have seen now exactly one episode of AEW. So, mm-hmm. um, Kathy interviews Cody on the ramp. Yes. Which is like the weirdest place to interview anybody. It seems, especially when there's like not a match happening. It's not like quick post match. Let me catch him on the way backstage. Mm-hmm. They never do this, right? I don't think normally. No, it didn't seem familiar to me. So the reason why I think like it's it feels AEW adjacent is because on the one episode of AEW that I watched, Renee was interviewing people in the ring. Yeah, they do that sometimes in AEW. So I was like, are they trying to sort of change it up a little bit? Mm, Keep it funky and fresh. So at this point, Cody accepts the challenge and they show the graphic of Cody and two canes. So we don't know exactly who's going to be tagging with him. 
and he's got his cast back on so you know his orthopedist is really proud do you did you think that it was going to be like did you who did you did oh my gosh sorry did you have any guesses at this point i immediately thought ko and sammy <laughs> i think i did too i did and i think that's just because it's what i wanted like i just yeah. wanted it like who else would do it i i think for a second i thought maybe alpha academy but i don't i could totally see that too but i'm glad it was i'm glad yeah. it was ko and sammy so that was just kind of a strange a strange place to do the interview i mean cody's great but it just was a little weird right it was a little off um i think you know we take it backstage next time yeah or you know i don't know just consult with us first dad right let them know they should ask us first let's let's have a session where we all sit down mm -hmm. and we work through this yeah yeah mm -hmm. well let's hop backstage again with sammy and ko <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts because some random dude spills his water on ko right <laughs> And what I love about this moment is Sammy says, you hate getting wet. Getting wet! <laughs> <sighs> He's like a mogwai, you know, you don't put water on him. He'll turn can into you, a gremlin. Can you imagine if we just had a full list of the things that KO hates? It would be like that supernatural gif. Yes! Where Crowley unrolls the scroll when he's talking to Dick Roman. It would be mm -hmm. that. Yes, absolutely. And I would read the whole thing in loving detail. I know it'd be so funny. And I would hear it in his voice, like in his yelling voice. Yes. Um, so uh, Matt Riddle shows up because he's Matt Riddle and that's what he does. Yeah, he's everybody's and, buddy. And Kevin can't even, he's just like, he hates him so much and I love it. He just like holds his breath the whole time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he can't handle it. I loved it. I just love how hard he had to just like, he yelled at him like a second. Like he yes. was just like, oh my God, man. <laughs> and he pulled it in. He held on to his temper. So I love how much Matt Riddle bothers him. I know. That's so good. I relate to it so much because I'm always the friend who does not want any more friends. Like Matt Riddle oh, would drive yeah. me nuts as well. Yeah, like our friend group is fine how it is. Why do we need to add yeah. someone else in? It's the perfect friends group, Sammy. It's you and it's me. Yep. You're enough. We don't need any more. Yeah. Beautiful. You get me. No one else does. Mm -hmm. No one else. So cute. I love them. Um, speaking of people I hate, Logan Paul shows up after this oh we kind of talked about thinking this might happen my immediate first thought are. and this makes me a horrible person is that i thought i hope he falls off the ladder does it make you a horrible person or a woman on the edge <laughs> also he called jerry lawler one of the best people and i wanted to throw up everywhere i mean if you are thinking one of the people with the best chances of going to hell who worked in professional wrestling then yes yeah racist teenage raping jerry lawler is a great candidate for that oh he's a racist too he is yeah because oh, uh i mean i'm sure there are other incidents that i do not have at the ready but when he was accused creditably of raping teenagers he wrote that the girl had had sex with black men. So he wrote this whole letter discrediting her. 
as a victim. And that was one of the points in his letter. So yeah, he's not one of the best people, unless you're looking for one of the best people to run over with a bulldozer. What the fuck? Yeah. Fuck Ugh. that guy. Totally. Gross. Uh-huh. <sighs> one of the things I'm angry about, you know, we learned that, oh, LOL, I'm going to be in the Money in the Bank match. Tee-hee. Why didn't he have to fucking qualify for it? Because it takes him six months to get him ready for a match. This is so stupid. I like I it's really frustrating because Guy is undeniably physically talented. Mm-hmm. Very hit or miss on the mic. But like mm-hmm. he's just not part of the story. He's not I mean, he's this novelty act that shows up and hawks his energy drink and then disappears mm-hmm. again. And it's like, why? He doesn't contribute anything. No. Like he doesn't offer anything to the narrative. And I, I do think, you know, I don't like him at all. I think he deserves credit for his performances. But at the same time, like, his last performance was achieved by working intensively with Shawn Michaels for six months leading up to WrestleMania. Yeah. Now, I think most performers could put on a stellar show with six months of intensive one-on-one training with one of the greatest of all time. And being, like, super wealthy on the sides. So you don't have to worry about right? anything else. Like, you and I could probably put in an okay WrestleMania performance under the... <laughs> no, okay, I couldn't. I am very clumsy, but you could probably get it done. That would be amazing. I'm too yeah. rickety. You are You are small. Um. So, Ricochet comes out to put an end to this nonsense. Ricochet is here for the people. Thank God, Ricochet. Please, I don't know, metaphorically decapitate him. I really liked when he was like, basically, I'm responsible for the rise of Logan Paul. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, how do you live with it? Yeah. How does that not crush you thinking that he's your fault? I mean, he has been looking more tired lately. So I think he's been losing sleep over this. It's weighing on him. Sad. There's like a hair on my microphone. It keeps tickling me. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. How can you work under these conditions? (sighs) It's very stressful because I can't see it to like pull it off. You're being very brave, and I can, I've can i seen you struggling with it for a while now. Well, and of course, as soon as I fin- we finish tonight, I'm going to walk away and forget, just completely forget that this thing even existed until next time. That's how um, a rivalry is built. <laughs> uh, so then Shinsuke comes out, and it just becomes like this reverse clown car of <laughs> dudes coming out. And our fave, our perennial fave, LA Knight, comes out. And says, I see two guys as useless as basketball cleats. I mean, that kind of blew my mind. Basketball cleats blew my mind. Also, (laughs) why are his pants so tight? (laughs) That's how he likes it. Los Angeles. My God. They wear them tight in LA. I'm a little concerned about the environment in there. I love the shade he threw at um, Logan Paul about like he makes videos for 14 year old girls i did laugh i laughed quite a bit which no shade to the 14 year old girls but no. he's not wrong <laughs> we could have left it at 14 year olds and i would advise yes. los angeles to trim the misogyny from his act but yeah you know at the end of the day he said what he said yeah he said what he said so then santos comes out yes also in incredibly tight pants <laughs> And then Butch comes out in his Captain Caveman gear. And God bless him. 
Because he did what America needed. Yes, he was the hero that we needed and that we knew we needed. Punch that asshole right in the face. Oh, man. Bless. Thank you, Butch. So I noticed something. So everybody starts fighting, right? And Logan does a suicide dive. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like 99% of the people who do a suicide dive, mostly dudes, I don't think the women do this very much. After he lands, he gets up and does like the, you know, like screams and like, is like super excited. It's like, do you think they do that? Cause they know they just cheated death. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Cause like every dude does it. Can I be honest with you? If I flew out of the ring that way, landed on my feet or almost landed on my feet and didn't (laughs) die, I would a hundred percent do a little peacocking once I got back up. Yeah. I just rarely see the women do that. They're more confident that they're going to live. <laughs> That's true. So this was kind of a fun little segment. I mean, Logan Paul aside, I always love when like, it's like one dude after another, like, no, bro, no, it's me. I'm going to win. I enjoy that as well. I I would have liked it better without him, but everybody did a good job. Yeah. Maybe he'll injure his knee again and be gone for another six months. <laughs> I don't wish death on him, but... I mean, I wish him to just go away from wrestling. I think it's really great that Finn Balor is like, I will kill you. And you're like, I will quietly hope for your painful demise. Well, Finn Balor's fictitiously hoping. I'm actually hoping that Logan Paul injures himself and can't wrestle. So I'm not going to actually wish for his death publicly. I think it's also important to note that for legal reasons, this is a comedy podcast. And... um... (laughs) We don't want the anybody to die. Statements made by the characters portrayed by the host may not accurately reflect the host's <laughs> feelings. We don't have lawyers, so please go very easy on us. <laughs> we don't mean any harm. We don't. So after this, we see a match between Matt Riddle and Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> I love how she says his name. Samantha it's Irvin like she's kind of whispering delight. it like it's a secret Ludwig yes guys it's like a little a little tale she wants to tell you and only you did you see the clip of her singing the national anthem I did she has pipes I know she's so cool every day when oh. I learn something new about her I'm like you're amazing she is super cool bless her um hearkening back to my AEW watching day um I have decided like there's that guy jungle boy that we talked about right the wrestler yes I feel like Jungle Boy would have been a great wrestling name for Matt Riddle because he's so like, he's like George of the Jungle. I could absolutely see that. And I think he'd get a real kick out of wearing like a, a Tarzan outfit. Yes, he absolutely would. He'd be like, bro, sweet. <laughs> bro. Um, Matt wins this match. Matt does win this match. Very proud of Matt. Do they have any kind of match coming up at money in the bank oh you know that's a great question i'm gonna look it up right now i don't know that they do let's see money in the bank but i feel like like gunter and matt and ko and sammy and ludwig they've all been kind of circling around each other for a while so it seems like something's going to come up but i don't know they i mean they've been teasing gunther and matt for a long time there's nothing Mm -hmm. on the card right now okay but I bet you it's coming. Five minutes before they go live. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about this match? 
Just that I thought it was really sweet when uh, Gunther was cheering on Ludwig and he said, for us. Aww. Very sweet. That was very sweet. He's got a soft side. He does. Which we see a little bit poke out in the next segment when he can't help but laugh at KO. Mm-hmm. My favorite. So, so Sammy and KO. KO is upset about Hot Bro Summer. He thinks everyone hates it. He hates it so much. And Ludwig and Gunter, Gunter, Gunter come around to threaten them in their usual way. And like KO, KO loses it a little bit, like just a tiny bit. And he says that, he, that Ludwig is too long winded, which I think is a hilarious insult. And not unfair. No, not unfair at all. Mm-mm. You're too long winded. I'm just I'm giving you constructive feedback, Ludwig. Yeah. Um, so, again, they're still setting up this kind of reinforcing the rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, speaking of other rivals, supposed or actual, we have the Judgment <laughs> Day backstage. And I, and I feel like there's some concerns. Well, I mean, we've been concerned about the demise of the bloodline, right? That's going to mm-hmm. start falling apart because there's been some snarking between Finn and Damien but apparently now they say everything is a-okay they're still in love and like that's good because I keep thinking about that one like ridiculously sexy Instagram post of the two of them where like Damien you sent it to me Damien is kind of like has his arm draped around Finn oh yeah that's a good post. it's it's really good content and um i'm glad that they're not doing anything to diminish that relationship yeah so i don't know i think this is an uneasy piece obviously it's like they're i feel like they wouldn't be doing all well i shouldn't try to again apply logic as i say i feel like they wouldn't be hinting all this stuff if something wasn't going to happen but anything can happen <laughs> something's absolutely going to happen I hope so. Yes. Okay. Something. <laughs> Something will happen. Not nothing. Nothing. Not nothing. Uh, so this leads into the Rhea and Natalia match. Such as well, it is. The supposed match. And Natalia is still trying to prove that she belongs. So they've added this like extra stink of sadness onto the Natalia narrative. Yeah. Like they're just making it sadder and sadder and like Rhea kills Natalia basically like she's dead do you and then Natalia like tweeted this really sad tweet she's like I'm so sorry I let you all down and I'm just like like when I saw it on Twitter I was like wait did she get fired what just happened (laughs) she's just like taking it so hard do you think that part of why Rhea was so rough on her was because she had to stay in the ring for like an hour before Natalia actually arrived <laughs> due to commercials, video packages, backstage, and like she was so over shit. it. She's done. Yeah. I wonder if anybody ever just like drops and starts doing push-ups while they're waiting for the shit to happen. If anyone would, it would be Rhea. She's got to get a pump in, you know. She doesn't have a pull-up bar to mess with, so. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. So Natalia RAP. Um <laughs> why is this so depressing? It's really depressing. Tragic. I'm just so curious. Like last week we said, well, it looks like Natalia's headed for a heel turn, but now it's like 
doesn't necessarily seem that way. Yeah, it seems like instead of becoming evil, she's just going to sit in her bedroom and cry and listen to the Smiths and write in her journal. It's a possibility. Yeah. She's going to wait for her vampire boyfriend to return. We're going to see a video package of her sitting in her little chair, and it's just going to be like, July, August, September. <laughs> Deeply sad. I'd watch it. I would absolutely watch it. Well, moving on to something less depressing and I think more interesting. We have Raquel backstage with Kathy. And, and Raquel wants to win the money in the bank so she can fight Rhea. Yes, she does. She's ready. And I am yes. so excited for that. I know. I am ready. Like, let's let these Titans smash. Let them fight. Let them fight. I would love that. That would be so great. Did you notice that Raquel was dressed like a piece of double yum strawberry banana bubblegum? Uh, we were calling it ketchup and mustard in our household. Also but fair. Yes, also I do fair. remember that, that gum now that you mention it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. I mean, she's beautiful. She's great. She's great. She is great. Um, so we have Raquel in a, a Money in the Bank qualifier against Trish. Thank you, Stratus. Um, the ragdolling that Raquel did to Trish was amazing. Like it was so, so brutal. Like it was so brutal. And the way Trish just like went completely limp so that Raquel could do this. I was like, damn. Yeah. She made <laughs> Raquel look awesome and powerful. She really did. I mean, Raquel also made Raquel look that way, but I mean, yes. Trish is just hanging there like a doll. It was nuts. It was crazy. Like it was a pretty, I mean, Trish took a beating. Mm-hmm. That was hardcore. She's tough. She is tough. Well, Becky runs out to try to help. Oh, Becky. Becky, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I just, sometimes, Becky, you've got to sit it out. It's not always about you. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, she wants to be the hero. She wants to be the winner of it. And it's just like, Becky, you got to take a back seat sometimes, buddy. I was a little sad about this. Like, I would have loved to have Raquel. I know. In the money in the bank. And, like, Becky, you don't have to be the main character right now. Mm -hmm. Somebody else can be for a minute. Yeah. I'm, um, I still keep thinking, like I said before, I keep thinking there's going to be, like, random place swapping with who people who are in money in the bank versus like you know the standard people that have already gotten in i just feel like there's going to be yeah. some kind of weird hijinks it'll be interesting to see what happens next week so ultimately trish wins because of a disqualification mm -hmm. how often is there a winner declared because of a disqualification i feel like it's I always mean, just like the person retains I mean, it happens, but I feel like it's always very strategic like this, right? Yeah. I don't know. It was a bummer to me. And Cherry I love picking. Trish. I just... I do, too. I do, too. Well, after this, we see Cody backstage doing a little physical therapy. He's got the resistance for his, bands. For his broken arm. Akira wanders in and offers to tag with him, which I love. He's just, like, so earnest about it. And Cody's really like, nice. cool, man. Thanks. That sounds great. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, my bros are going to be here soon. So he's like, bros, I hope you come along. 
and bros come along. Ko and Sammy are here to help. Now I it's love how, really hot bro summer. I love how disappointed Ko was when he's like, "Well, but you've already got Akira." <laughs> so bitchy about the whole thing, but Cody's uh, like, "It's okay, dude. It's all right." It's so cute. Cody's like, no, "I'm not. I didn't ask him to prom. I'm asking you. Don't worry about it's it. You guys." It's okay, guys. We can all go to prom together. Mm-hmm. Oh, they'd be so cute. But they can't be prom prince because that's Jimmy. It is Jimmy. And Jaseph is prom cast off. <laughs> <laughs> Jaseph is in the parking lot uh, drinking that weird cheap wine that you get at the convenience store and setting off little firecrackers. Yeah causing problems being bad just gotta wait for his dumb brother mm-hmm. um so after this was a segment that sort of mystifies me so there's this like storyline going with Braun breaker who's on nxt yes and he's supposed to have this match with a title match against seth the following night right which was tuesday yes. uh which first of all assumes that seth wasn't going to lose his match against whoever challenged him on raw yeah but also like yeah but also like why are they bringing like they've brought up all these people from nxt why are we doing the i mean i know they're trying to get people to watch nxt right that's part of the assumption i guess i just Mm -hmm. find it strange that they're like hey we brought all these people up from nxt but let's focus on this other dude (laughs) So I think it's for a couple reasons, right? One, because they want to also bring people down to NXT, even if it's like a one night only engagement. Mm-hmm. Two, because before Braun Breaker became the healiest heel, whoever healed, he was like the faciest face, whoever faced. Oh, okay. Um, side note, he is a Michigan boy. Really? Yeah. So his dad is, oh, I'm probably going to get this wrong, Rick Steiner. So I don't know if you remember the Steiner brothers or Scott Steiner. Kind of. So Scott Steiner is his uncle. Rick Steiner is his dad. Oh. So why we're calling him Braun Breaker, I have no frigging idea. Everybody knows. It's not a secret. Um, the so two I think, Ks kills me in his name. I know. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. Also, there's already Braun Strowman. How many Brauns do we need? Braun Breaker is from Georgia. Is he? I thought mm-hmm. they were from Michigan. No. He was born in... Also, how is he only 25? That dude straight up looked 35 to me. No, he's not 35. Okay, well, his dad no, is I from mean. Michigan. I guess I just his assumed dad's they from carried Michigan. on the tradition. Yeah. Sorry, he's not your kinfolk. Yeah, okay. That's all right. That's okay. Oh, he went to I University guess. of Michigan. Fancy pants wrestlers. Okay. Georgia will have to keep him. Um, I, I think what you also, were saying about... Um, go ahead. Well, it's also because... Did, did you see what happened on Tuesday then when Seth went to NXT? I did not. Finn uh, gave him a little secondary attack. <laughs> So I think largely it was just a setup for Finn to show up there and beat him up. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Okay. So I, I think those were the only goals that were really supposed to be accomplished was Seth and Finn part two, continue to make Braun Breaker mm-hmm. look like an asshole and keep the flow going. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that perspective because, you know, I just react. I don't think about things. You're very thoughtful and I appreciate you. Well, Seth is, thank you for saying that. Seth is uh, everywhere. Again, he's sending us a message from the local medical facility saying he's going to be on NXT tomorrow and he welcomes the real Finn Balor back. He's very excited about it. He doesn't believe in medical science. He can do whatever he wants and yay Finn Balor. He can energy himself out of any injuries. It's the power of positive thinking. I feel like whatever match this turns into is going to be brutal. I think it's going to be pretty great. I'm very yeah. excited about it. Who do you, I mean, it's early for this, I guess, but like, who are you rooting for here? Do you, are you rooting for Finn or Seth? Is it going to be a championship match? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't see why it wouldn't be. I mean, it wouldn't make any Man, sense, Man, right? that's tough. I... Okay, so I think it depends on the length of time they're going to draw this out. Mm. If it was like the match is tomorrow, Seth. But if they draw this out and really build up the storyline, I could totally go. I could totally go Finn on it. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting either way. So very excited. What about you? I almost think I like Seth doesn't need it. I want to see Finn have his little moment. Yeah. I like Finn. I mean, I like the Seth's so newly the champion, though, so I don't think it's going to... I know, but I also get so sick of these, like, 80,000-day title reigns. I... I know. Like, mix it up a little, please. My spouse is a firm believer that every match, if you're a champion, if you have a title, every match is a title match. Mm. <laughs> like, you should constantly be defending it. And, like, that's fun. I appreciate that standard of absolutism, and I think I could get behind it. Can you imagine though? It'd be always such high stakes all the time. As it should be. So like, let's say that you and I are just like buddies and we're in a tag match and you are the champion and I'm just me. Like we're not a regular tag team. We're not tag team champions. You're just the women's champion. Mm -hmm. And like someone pins you. Do they then take your title even though it wasn't a one-on-one? No, I think it has to be relevant to the match. Solely one-on-one competition. Yeah. Or, I mean, or if there's, yeah, or if the tag team titles are on the line, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I just want to clarify because I'm very interested in this. I think we should put a letter to, put that in the letter to Dad this week. Just float the idea. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. And they'd all be no-holds-barred matches. (laughs) As every match should be. (laughs) It's just constant nonsense. Mm -hmm. Constant brutality. Well, Raw closes out with a delightful delightful match sammy and ko and cody versus damian finn and dom so great and as i said to you before we started i really don't have a lot of notes because this was just a really fun match to watch and i was like very invested i'm always very invested in these matches i was so excited i have exactly two notes one is that sammy rocking out to cody's music is really adorable (laughs) yes and two that like you're watching this match and everybody is on their feet right like the crowd is going nuts like i'm having that much fun at home like guys you have the ability to do this you have the ability to make this how wrestling feels so like yes 
let's let's keep that energy going i know they can't all be this match right but right we can aim a little higher than we do sometimes yeah i agree i think this is one of the things we've kind of been saying is like how do you write something as amazing as the bloodline or as amazing as like sammy and ko and just not do that kind of stuff for anybody else right I just like there was so much excitement around this match. It was such good wrestling. It was such good storytelling. Like, uh, it was just great. I really loved it. I wonder if like it's one writer who's coming up with all these bomb ass storylines, and then the rest of them are like, "Man, I want to be as good as Sally over there writing those storylines, mm. but I'm just not." And, and Sally's, Sally's just like, like working double time, you know? Yeah, she's reading the fan fiction. She- Mm-hmm. she's uh gleaning ideas you know she's compiling thoughts she's she reading has, our letters to dad she has wattpad open on her phone and mm-hmm. an archive of her own open on her ipad and she's just tireless and and she's like i really miss live journal as she's looking at both of those those were the days <laughs> she's like i really need some um gif avatars to mm-hmm. get me through this icons you heathen they were icons oh they were icons weren't they? <laughs> i remember people did so much work putting those together those icon sets it was incredible i loved it oh yeah it was the mood icons so you could make moods and you could also make your yeah like you could customize just your avatar icon yeah and then you could make the custom moods and the custom moods were so fancy oh, so God, much it was work amazing i could never. i'm so grateful to those people that did that mm-hmm uh my note was yay good guys win <laughs> yeah um did you notice ko the very end like looked up to the money in the bank briefcases and blew a kiss up to them i didn't i wish i had because that's precious it was right at the very end i think before like cameras went dark it was amazing bless him he's the gift that keeps on giving did you see uh today i think it was the wwe instagram account they posted a video of Becky training by climbing a ladder backstage <laughs> and like KO happens upon her and then he helps her by like her kicking him over. <laughs> it's pretty great. I, I mean, there's some of their social media content is fucking priceless. Whoever does their like short form video strategy is a genius. They're it's doing also amazing. Sally. <laughs> Sally is doing everything. And like dad's like, just give it to Sally. And someone else like, we cannot give Sally literally everything. She is dying. She hasn't slept or had lunch in three weeks. Poor Sally. She needs Sally's, a break. Like, bags under her eyes, mainline and coffee. Sally's one of those names. The more I say it, the less it sounds like anything. I know it starts to sound Sally. like nonsense. Sally. Yeah well is there anything else you'd like to discuss this week just uh thank you sally for all that you've done for us thanks sally so grateful. let us know how we can help girls get it done it's true sally we'll send you sandwiches done. i don't care we'll send you doordash whatever you need <laughs> well thank you again for joining us this week if you want to hear older episodes you certainly can we're on apple Podcasts and spotify you can Reach out to us on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod. You can also go to our website, WrestlingIsForGirls.com. And remember, you're meant to lead. Just not yet. 